Hi, this is Jennifer Donna with YoungFemaleEntrepreneurs.com and you're watching Young Female Entrepreneurs Livestream. I should say the Young Female Entrepreneurs Livestream. We use the hashtag YFETV on uh, Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, I am also on Twitter. I'm on the chat. So if you're watching the live stream at ovali.tv slash live, I'm on there. You can ask questions from our guest. It's one of the perks of showing up live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Of course, we syndicate the video out afterwards on YouTube, iTunes. Actually, that is a big announcement that's going to come up in a second about iTunes and all that fun stuff. But anyway, thank you so much if you've shown up live. Our guest tonight is going to be Elizabeth Saunders. She's a time coach who actually, um, I'll talk about this in just a second, but she is one of the most popular blogs right now on the Harvard Business Review. It's something like the most commented, most discussed. It's... It's a phenomenal article, too, and we'll talk about that a little bit during the interview, but I'm really excited to introduce you to her. If you've never met her before or gotten the privilege of hearing her advice, um, you'll really enjoy it. Um, so we've got some questions for her in just a few minutes, but before we get started, I wanted to talk about some fun things that are happening at Young Female Entrepreneurs. This is the online community for entrepreneurial women in their 20s and 30s. Um, a lot of women are in different stages of their business. They're different ages, different points in their lives. So during uh, the interview, we always like to ask fun, or we, <laughs> I always like to ask fun questions um, that go outside of the uh, normal business type of questions. Um, but apart from the actual interviews that we do where we ask those fun questions, we also have a YFE chat um, on Twitter. Now that happens every other week. Uh, we just had a YFE mixer on a Friday night at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, and we'll do another one of those in June on a Friday night, which was kind of fun um, as a way to stay in and you can get some things done, catch up on your week, watch a movie, movie maybe, and connect with your peers. Um, but our next one is on Monday, actually, at 11 um, Pacific to Eastern, and yes, that's in the middle of the day, so you can eat your lunch or catch up on emails while chatting over Twitter. Um, another way that you can discuss amongst yourselves, uh, get some publicity out about your business and uh, learn and grow and all that fun stuff is um, through our YFE book club. And I have that here um, up on the TV. Uh, this, the first book is uh, with Melody Berenger's Craving Success. And if you don't know who Melody Berenger is, she is the founder of the Crave Company. Now, the Crave Company is in over 30 cities worldwide. They're in Amsterdam, some Canadian cities. Uh, the fantastic organization, she founded it after, I think it's something like 20-odd, 30-odd businesses that have she started and then essentially failed at. So it's... A fantastic book because it's very um, authentic, very, this is what happened and this is what I learned from. Great, great examples for young entrepreneurs who are just starting in that journey and we get to learn from her mistakes and also her huge accomplishments because she's had quite a few. Um, one really cool thing about this, though, is that we're going to have Melody, the author of the book that's in the book club, and you can all still join. Um, you're more than welcome to join. Uh, Jessica Newell, quick shout out to her. Uh, she, her and Morgan Hatton are the moderators 
of the book club and they've come out with the most fantastic questions that really get you thinking about things you wouldn't normally think about in your business so kudos to them i wanted to just give a quick shout out to one of the business uh the book club members uh who is let me pull it up um her name is Maria Pascucci. Did I? I hope I said that, Maria. I saw that you're on the chat. She's with Campus Calm. And I'm going to have a link over on this. She just did an, an, a great interview over on YouTube. Um, and it is featured on the Next Step UTV and their featured interview with an entrepreneur. So I'll definitely share that with the post. Thank you so much, Maria, for being part of the book club. I wanted to give you all a quick um, first dibs on that. I wanted to make sure that I mentioned you in there. So thank you so much for being part of the club. And then... I'm not on my personal laptop. Sorry, I'm talking to the producer. <laughs> um, um, I guess I could... No, I don't want it up. Fine. Sorry. <laughs> mm, um, so, yeah, apart from the book club, the last thing that I wanted to mention, or th I think I was going to mention, did I mention it? I swear, my brain is like in a million different places right now. But um, Melody Berenger is going to be a guest on Young Female Entrepreneurs Live. Uh, she is on um, May 24th, I believe, 23rd, which is that Thursday that's at the end of our book club. And Jessica and Morgan are going to get to interview her. And all of our book club and everyone else is invited to ask her questions live on the chat. And we'll also try and take Skype calls, too, if we can. Um, so anyway some cool things coming. We've got a lingerie inspired live stream at the very end of the month with Joey Bra. Um, next week is all about interns with the intern queen and I'll have information about that on the post. We have so many fun things coming up in the community. I'm so thrilled. And before I go into anything further, cause I know you guys didn't show up to hear <laughs> about what's going on with young female entrepreneurs. I wanted to introduce our guest so we can make sure that we have plenty of time to talk to her, but really fast before I move on. Cause I, always forget to mention this uh young female entrepreneurs live is uh the live stream is sponsored by ovalite that's why you guys are watching it on ovalite.tv live i am a young female entrepreneur because of ovalite <laughs> uh, it's a company that i own along with my mom and my dad so we're women-owned family-owned company that does web hosting just like godaddy or bluehost just happens to be by us um and really cool our servers are in seattle so thank you so much to ovalite uh, for letting us be in the Ovalite TV space, for hosting us, and all the other fun stuff. So now, without further ado, let's introduce and bring on Elizabeth Saunders. She's the time coach. She's got ScheduleMakeover.com, which is, oh my goodness, so excited to talk about that, because who in their right mind wouldn't want a schedule makeover? Anyway, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself past my little gibberish? to be here. Thank you for having me. And yes, I am the CEO and founder of Real Life E Time Coaching and Training. So I help people who are stressed out and overwhelmed to accomplish more with peace and confidence through schedule and makeovers. So it's just my joy to help people organize their time and not just get more done, but feel really, really good about their life. Well, that sounds good. So we talked a little bit about um, who it is that you actually helped before the interview, mm -hmm. but maybe tell us a little bit about who it is that you work with specifically and what you do for them on a day-to-day mm -hmm. -day basis. Absolutely. So I work with knowledge workers with flexible schedules. So that could look like someone who is an entrepreneur, such as yourself or myself, 
That could look like someone who's a project manager in a corporation. That could look like someone in sales. That could look like a professor. Many, many different types of people. But basically, how you can tell if you're someone that might need my help is that you're feeling overwhelmed because you have so many different priorities and it's hard to tell which ones to do first. You have a lot of autonomy. So there's no one telling you, you have to do this at this time. And you're also someone who is just really struggling with feeling good about your life and is often feeling guilty or frustrated about what's happening. So there's some people who have a lot of flexibility, a lot of different things going on, and they're fine with it. They're good. And if if that's the case, great. Um, But if you're someone that really wants to change but isn't sure how, the kind of services that I offer can be extremely helpful. Very nice. Now, um, I mean, all of that sounded really good (laughs) to me. We sat down and I I got myself in the monitor and I don't think I looked at myself before I sat down and I was a little embarrassed. But that's kind of what happens with as far as time when you're a busy entrepreneur. Sometimes you let priorities slip. Uh, but so as far as um, time coach, because that's not something I've really heard too much about. I haven't heard too many people say I am a time coach. Why did you become a time coach? What did that process look like? Yeah, well, I would say I'm the only person in the world who does exactly what I do. So that's a great thing that if you haven't heard of a time coach, I made it up. Um, But anyway, how I became a time coach is that I actually started my first business about six and a half years ago. And I did writing, editing and photo styling for about 50 magazines around the country. I was an accidental entrepreneur. I became an entrepreneur one year out of college after I had resigned from my corporate job and didn't get any of the seven jobs that I interviewed for. So it was a total, I guess you could say accident, but it was a great one because I loved what I was doing. The only problem was when I started out, I didn't have a strategy in place for balance. And so about two years into my first business, I felt so frustrated because apparently I was successful. I had lots of clients. I was doing great work. I was working with great people, but I didn't have time to enjoy life. And no matter what time it was when I got home, like maybe it was 10 o'clock after I was out with friends, I'd feel like I should check business email or on the weekends. um, Someone would say, Hey, can you do something? And I was like, no, I have to work. And at that point, I just decided, you know, enough is enough. I am going to figure out how to stop working so I can really enjoy my life. And I just personally started disciplining myself. And so when I got to like 45, 50 hours a week, I would stop. And it was so scary at first. I felt like I was going through withdrawal symptoms and I didn't know how everything would get done. But in time, I learned how to take the weekends off, take the evenings off, take vacation without constantly being at my computer. And so as I was telling other entrepreneurs about my story and my journey, and I was actually part of the Extreme Entrepreneurship Tour, which is now called Impact. And they were like, Elizabeth, this is amazing. You know, we can build million dollar businesses, but we are stressed out all the time. Like, how do you do this? And so they kind of encouraged me to pursue this whole idea of helping people balance their time. And so I do have coaching training. And then I also have studied a lot about time management. But my exact schedule makeover process is something that I developed myself and is really exclusive to real life. 
So when you're saying schedule makeover process, is this something mm -hmm. like automation tools that you hear a lot of coaches talk about, or is this more of a mindset and how you, where you focus your priorities? What exactly does that mean? Um, it would be more the second. Um, I'm not someone who's super into all the la latest gadgets and technology. Um, I think they're awesome. And if you will, like my clients are teaching me all the time, like, hey, I'm using this cool app. Um, but what I'm really focused on is having people focus on three things. The first is having action-based priorities. So I want them to decide what's the really most important way to invest their time and what actions they need to take in order to get there. Then the second thing I help them focus on is having realistic expectations because so often our guilt is based on the fact that we're trying to fit like, you know, 60 or 70 hours of work into 40 hours in a week. And then the final thing is I help people develop simple routines. So my goal is to make investing your time wisely in your priorities, the path of least resistance in your life. And so I'm really working on the mindset, on setting boundaries, on being aligned with your priorities and customizing that to each person in their situation. So, I mean, before we get into the time tips and some of the things that you specialize in, I want to focus more on your business. There are some women that are watching that I know are coaches and do more of that visceral type, um, focus on feelings and different habits and things like that. So how, how did you, as a coach, decide how to package your services and your pricing and all that fun stuff that goes into actually delivering what it is that you are good at and how you teach those people and that you, how you get paid for it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So it was basically a combination of just personal testing of different ideas plus getting some training. So I did do coaching training and there I learned kind of how some different people package their services. I also took coaching sales training where they had tips on how to do things. And then I tried things out myself and did what I found brought the best results. And I think it varies for different coaches what they need to do. Um, but for my clients and with my focus on lasting habit change, I work with clients for three months. And wow. the reason I do that is that I really want them to be in a place where they are trying out habits they actually have an opportunity to have a really hard week where they feel like they're a failure and they haven't done them and then they can learn how to correct. So the whole point of working with them for three weeks is, or excuse me, three months is to really make things stick and to really give them the opportunity to test them out in real world scenarios and be able to recover quickly when they get off track. So if you're just joining us now, you're watching, um, you're watching the YFE live stream uh, with Elizabeth Saunders, and she's got a fantastic time coaching uh, business, and you can find out more about her at, where am I looking? <laughs> Schedulemakeover.com. The camera keeps changing. Uh, and so she's been giving us some tips, and I'm on the chat now. So if you have questions for Elizabeth, I know Jules of Smack Lab um, <laughs> commented in that she'd love to take an evening off at least once. And I wholeheartedly agree. So whatever it is that you're selling that lets you get off at 5 o'clock, I want some of that um, personally. <laughs> uh, so uh, going into the services, uh, following up on what you were just talking about, where exactly did you go for that coach's training? Do you have resources as far as that piece goes in your business? Um, yes. Well, I – let's see. 
where I went for coaching training, it was a couple of different um, organizations. So I'll do my best to remember. And it was quite a few years ago, some right. of them. Um, so I didn't go through a formal coaching certification program that some people go through. That's like a year, a couple years long. So I just want to like preface it by saying that um, I went through some smaller coaching like more like mini coaching seminars and training. And then I also had two business coaches myself. Um, so one of the um, coaching, the sorry, <laughs> one of the trainers that I had um, was someone named Mitch Matthews. Um, so he has a coaching company. I'd actually been one of his coaching clients from a, like he did business coaching with me. And then he had a, I can't remember, it was like three or four day coaching training boot camp that I went through. So that's one of them. Um, and then I also, um, there's someone named Christian Michelson that I took a training more on sales for coaching. That was, and his company is called Coaches with Clients. And that was extremely helpful in kind of working out some of my systems. And what I found is that um, with his program and with other programs, me going, learning from them and then tweaking them to suit my business worked best. Like if I do exactly what he says, it didn't work. But if I took some of the concept, it was great. And then recently, I also took a training with a coaching organization called IPEC. So that's I-P-E-C and um, learned some great tools there. So I guess my philosophy is like I'm always learning and growing and adding things to my toolbox. Um, but exactly what I offer is very unique and custom to my very specific niche. Okay. Now, if a coach is watching or even someone that's just starting a business, they're mm -hmm. very likely busy trying to figure out all of this, how to build a business stuff. They're trying mm -hmm. to deliver services, get clients. So they're heavily invested in marketing. We keep hearing at all these women conferences, what's the truth of the work-life balance? How do we attain it? What is your thoughts on work-life balance? Mm -hmm. Well, my thought on work-life balance, and it's interesting because I commented on the article on Inc. about, you know, it's, there's basically an article on Inc. recently that said you shouldn't work more than 40 hours a week. Yes. Um, and I commented on that article, and basically my philosophy is, you know, I think if you're consistently working like 80 hours a week, you're probably going to burn out or even 60 plus hours. It's just not sustainable. But in terms of work-life balance, I think it really depends on the person, what it specifically looks like. And the important thing is that first of all, you're taking care of your basic needs. Like one of the biggest things that I have to address with people is making sure that they get enough sleep, that they get exercise, and that they're eating, which I know sounds like so basic, but it's amazing how quickly people forget that that's like at the bottom of the hierarchy of needs. And when you neglect those, like everything is so much more difficult. So that's super important. And then following that, exactly what people need in order to feel balanced really varies. So there's some people where you know, they can work more hours. They could work 50, 60 hours a week as long as they have time with their friends or family and maybe get to do, you know, an activity they really enjoy, like going skiing or going to concerts or whatever that is. And there's other people where they actually need to work less than 40 hours a week um, because of maybe the other responsibilities in their life or their, their energy level. And so I see work-life balance as 
living a life where you're aligned with your priorities, like you're not constantly feeling guilty or wondering, like, am I really spending my time how I should be? Um, you have realistic expectations, so you can stop when you decide you want to stop and not feel behind or miss deadlines or that kind of thing. And you have routines in place, so those basic, like, just healthy habits are happening regularly in your life. And so I think work-life balance is possible, but it's definitely a choice. And exactly what it looks like varies from person to person. I think that's one of my favorite responses I've had on that because I've asked a lot of people what their their thoughts are and it it really is a choice. And I like that you framed it in that. Um, So thank you for that. But so let's get on. I wanted to talk about this article um, before we start taking questions, the thought patterns of success, because I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. Again, if you're just starting to watch, it's in a Harvard Business Review is one of the most popular blog posts that they've had for the week. Um, it talks about harmful thoughts, helpful uh, versus helpful thoughts in attaining success. Is that correct? Did I? Yeah, yeah that's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So um, maybe tell us a little bit about what harmful thoughts are and why it is that we should swap it over to helpful thoughts, I guess. Absolutely. So basically, when there's some kind of stimuli in our environment, so when something happens, like let's say you're approaching a project or you're going to a networking event or you're trying to land a sale. Whenever you have some kind of something in your life that's a stimulus that happens, it triggers in your mind a thought. And then whatever thought you have triggers an emotion and your emotion triggers an action. And so what happens is a lot of times when people are trying to work on behavioral change, like so for instance, Maybe they say, you know, for me to be aligned with my priorities and my goals, I need to stop working by six o'clock so I can have time to exercise, to spend time with people I care about and get enough sleep. So that could be kind of the surface level thing that you're telling yourself and kind of your action is like, I want to leave work at six. However, if you have the underlying harmful thought of I must make everyone happy or if I don't get all of my work done, to perfection, I'm a loser and I'm a failure, or I'm completely responsible for the success of everything, and if I don't do everything I can to be in control, everything's going to fail. If those kind of thoughts happen when you're approaching the end of the day, what that does, those harmful thoughts trigger the emotion of fear and of anxiety and of stress. And then that creates the action of typically staying late because you are feeling this very strong emotion and although you say on the surface that you want to leave work at six because you feel so strongly inside yourself that your worth and your value is related to how hard you're working and executing to leave at six is to violate your sense of self and your sense of worth so instead we want to have helpful thought patterns So the kind of thought patterns that we can choose to have instead and we can practice as a more helpful response when we are approaching the end of the day could be something like, I'm going to do the best I can during the day to wrap up, to be productive, to really execute on my goals. If I don't get everything done, it's okay and I can still go home and I'll be there tomorrow. Or tell yourself something like, you know, I plan to get all these things done, 
some unexpected things happened or something took longer, but that was outside of my control. So I can ask for more time and it's okay. I don't have to be perfect. And when you tell yourself those kind of thoughts instead of the harmful ones, that creates emotions of peace, of security, of control. And then that frees you to take the action of leaving work at six o'clock. So our thoughts are really the initial thing that can drive our emotions and our actions. So we do need to think about our actions. It's not just our thoughts. It's not just happy thinking, but by kind of realizing what's the underlying trigger and natural response, we can make taking the right actions much, much easier. So I've always been someone that's thought uh, that your thoughts are very powerful, right? So how do we actually control... (laughs) I know this. I know some of the things that you have said. I understand that. But at the same time, it's hard (laughs) to control your thoughts. So do you have suggestions? They're your knee-jerk response. Absolutely. So basically, um, at the end of the article, I talk about this a little bit, and then I'll, I'll share more here. More or less, it's drilling and it's routine. And I know it sounds kind of ridiculous at first, like you're you feel silly, like you're an elementary school student practicing your ABCs or, or spelling or something like that, but it really, really works. And basically the key to making this happen is repetition and becoming more cognizant of how you're responding to things. So in terms of repetition, it could be something as simple as printing out my article and putting it up um, near your desk or in a place where you'll see it often so that you can read it on a regular basis and see it happen. It could look like reading them out loud. So, you know, writing down in a journal, these are some of the harmful thought patterns I have. Here are some new helpful ones. And every morning when you start the day or at the end of the day when when you know it's a hard time for you, just repeating them out loud to yourself so that they start to be ingrained in who you are. Another thing you can do is you can record them. So like literally record yourself or someone you care about telling you things like you're worthy or you don't need to be perfect or you're accepted just the way that you are. And by listening to those throughout the day, you can integrate them into your mind. Like some people even listen to those as they sleep so that their subconscious can pick it up. And so that's one way to start integrating it. The second thing that you can do is you can notice what are your emotional triggers. So our thoughts are something that are hard for us to recognize at first, especially if we're not used to catching them. But typically we can start to feel things and notice things when they become emotions. And so you can take some time and analyze. So when I'm starting to feel stressed, when I'm starting to feel anxious, what's happening? And for some people, maybe it's like a tenseness in their throat. For some people, maybe it's like their leg starts jiggling. For other people, maybe they notice they start snapping at people or like obsessively checking Twitter or whatever it is. And so you can notice what are those trigger sensations in your body or actions that happen that tell you something's off emotionally. And so when you realize that you're exhibiting that emotion, you can stop, take a step back, and ask yourself, you know, what am I thinking? What's causing me to feel this way? And then you can insert the proper helpful thought in place of whatever harmful one is making you feel stressed. Okay. 
So I don't know if anyone else in the chat, you've gotten a few comments that are saying preach it girl, that kind of stuff. <laughs> this is fantastic because I don't know if I've actually heard people come at it from this perspective. And the idea that you get up and you repeat it to yourself, you have it maybe in a recording seems, I mean, it sounds simple, but when you get into the day to day, it's definitely not something that's obvious. And it's definitely not something that, um, I don't know, it, I would never have put that into my routine. So I definitely want to Im implement that as yeah. soon as possible. Yeah, you're welcome. And I can say it works. Like I used to be someone, like I was saying, who so struggled with rest, like because I saw my value as in what I did when I stopped working, I stopped having value. And so, of course, I would be paranoid about stopping working. Like, why would I stop working? Because that was basically telling the world I was worthless. And so I did have these kind of CDs and these recordings and I would literally just listen to them and listen to them and listen to them until I started to believe it was true. And between reprogramming my brain and then also taking the actions to make myself stop even when I didn't feel like it and then realizing I still survived and people still liked me, I was able to overcome it. So it, it totally works. It's worked for me. I've seen it work for others. And it's it's definitely worth it. Awesome. So Elizabeth, why don't you tell us a little bit about your personal self now? Um, we're running out of time. For anyone that's watching, um, sorry, uh, we have live streams that have gone an hour, and we may go back into that, but we're testing out the shorter segment uh, for this episode. So I want to wrap it up soon. But Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about um, who you are as a person outside of your business. Are you dating? Are you married? Do you have kids? What does that look like? Okay, absolutely. So outside of my business, I um, don't work. Yay. I do take the weekends and evenings off, which is wonderful. I'm so blessed to have just amazing friends. I have four girlfriends that I talk to quite regularly, enjoy spending time with, and a lot of different groups I'm a part of. Um, and yes, I am dating someone. And I, I thought as I was thinking about telling you about my life outside of work, I thought it would be fun to maybe tell you guys a couple ways where me and my boyfriend have been working through our differences in time management, <laughs> <laughs> given that I'm a time coach. And it's, it's actually great. I just love it. It's because I, because of the, of the nature of my profession, I understand him in a way I never would understand him if I wasn't a time coach. Because he, like, if he had it his way, um, if Nick had it his way, he would just, like, wake up and decide what to do for the day. You know, like, that's kind of his, like, ideal. And I'm this, like, schedule makeover lady. And so it's been really good, I think, for both of us because I've been, I've learned to be more spontaneous. But I do set boundaries with him. And he learns, like, if he doesn't make plans with me a couple days in advance that I may already have plans and then he's just going to need to wait until I'm free. Um, and so that's been, I really appreciate that he does like make plans with me in advance and keep them. And I've learned to be more flexible and like just sometimes block out my schedule. So if he wants to be free, he can. And then we have some routines that we put in place. So this whole thing of routines and one of them is that on Thursday night, that's our salsa dancing night. So um, we help 
come pick me up after work and then we'll have dinner together and go salsa dancing and um, we're learning that together. And so that's just been, I guess, a few fun anecdotes of how um, because of my work, I understand people who are as spontaneous as he is, even though I'm not that spontaneous. Um, and we're working together on like compromising and figuring out ways where we can honor and respect each other's needs for scheduling and making plans, but then also for like having fun and not having to have everything ordered. <laughs> yeah, that is, I mean, that's a big difference. So it is, that is good. That Now, did you always have that perspective in building your business? Is this a recent relationship or is this something you've... Um, I've only been dating him for about uh, like three and a half months or so. So did you, um, did you start dating him when you only had a business? Were you still working or I, what was that like? Oh yeah. No, I've, I've had my own business for about six and a half years. So, um, much longer than I've been dating him, but, um, but yeah, no. So, and actually, um, it was, earlier when I before I became a time coach at the very beginning of my business and I was I was dating someone else um and he this other person um actually got really annoyed at me because I would be working at night or on the weekends and I didn't end up it didn't end up being a very long relationship but it was actually for me a really good wake-up call that I I I realized at that point, I was like, okay, if I say that I want to be dating people and I eventually want to get married, I can't just assume that some little switch will happen. And when I get married, all of a sudden, I'll be like this perfect balanced person. Like, I really believe in the philosophy that you act as if and you become. So if I want to be someone that can be the kind of like girlfriend or wife or mother that I want to be. I need to be practicing those habits now and be setting up that mindset and those routines and making those choices so that when the time comes, I'm ready and I've already had that established instead of like waiting and then stressing everyone else out because I can't handle what's happening. So yeah, so not that wasn't with my current boyfriend, but with someone I was dating when I first started my business, he, he uh, taught me through being annoyed at me that this was something I need to work on. No, I think those are good and valid points that a lot of young female entrepreneurs are going through or have gone through um, or may still go through. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. So, no, that's all fantastic. Now, I could ask you a few other questions, but I wanted to make sure. Yes. Okay. That's it. So Jules just said it. I was going to ask you to repeat that quote. Um, act as if you act as if and you become. Yep. Okay. That's a good one. All right. So five years from now. Elizabeth Saunders and her business will look like? Yeah, great question. Well, I'm constantly surprised, so I can't say I know exactly what that will look like, but my dream, if, if I could have it just the way I wanted it, um, my uh, I'm currently in the process of working on a book, so my book would be a national bestseller and it would be the basis for training programs that were really revolutionizing organizations across the world. Um, I love having individual coaching clients. It's great. It's fabulous. It's wonderful. But I really believe that there also needs to be cultural change um, in companies, in universities, in all other kinds of organizations. And my goal with the book that I'm 
starting to work on is to developing a training methodology. So kind of like David Allen has getting things done, that sort of thing. This would be a training methodology that trainers or HR professionals throughout the world could use to create cultures where people are aligned with their priorities and have realistic expectations and simple routines so that people aren't burnt out, there's higher employee retention, and there's a more healthy collaborative work culture. So that would just be my dream, a world full of peaceful, confident, and accomplished people. In five years, personally, do you think that you'll be married, have kids, still be dating? Um, do you oh. envision yourself in the same city? I know it's always kind of awkward asking them these questions, but no, um, I would. It would be lovely to be married and have children um, in five years, but time will tell. I'm really happy where I'm at right now. Are, what city are you in? I'm in Ann Arbor, Michigan, so I'm a Midwest girl. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Midwest girls are fun. So do you plan on still staying in your city, or do you envision yourself traveling, moving to another coast? Um, I don't know. I really like where I am right now. I have family in the Chicago area, so we may end up moving back there. Um, and I love to travel. I've been to five continents, and my goal is to make it to a sixth oh. continent at the end of this year. So um, definitely love to travel. I'm fluent in Spanish. Um, I've taken about two years of French and I have some French immersion coming up next month. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure, but I'm very happy where I'm at right now and totally open to the possibilities. Very nice. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, you gave some pretty fantastic, I don't want to say pretty, it was definitely fantastic uh, advice. Um, I do want if you have time, I know we're kind of running over our time, but I do have one question. And absolutely, Opai Sunset. Uh, oh, Brent's brilliant. She's from Chicago. She misses it. Um, but Opai Sunset, what's your actual name and your business? But she's asking while she gives me that. What are some tips for brand new entrepreneurs who have a handful of clients but still want to get into a healthy business routine or mindset? and not fall into a routine of procrastination. Yes, yes, so you have a few clients and so you're not super busy, but you don't wanna procrastinate, you wanna use your time effectively, is that correct in terms of the question? That's what it sounds like. Okay, yeah, that's actually a brilliant question. I'm glad you asked that, because typically people fall into two categories that I work with. One category is they have so much to do that we need to just delegate some things, say no to things, you know, get some things off their plate so that they can really get the most important things done and stop working at that point. The other sort of people I work with are ones that are maybe more in your situation or maybe like remote salespeople or professors working on research where like you kind of have a lot of things you could do, but nothing's really pressing and you can end up procrastinating. So what I would recommend um, in your situation is that you just set up a routine. So you, just, you decide like these are the work hours that I'm going to be working. You know, if, if you still have a full-time job, maybe that would be like I'm working from seven to nine, Monday through Friday um, in the evening or something like that. Or if this is your full-time venture, you know, set up whatever you think are reasonable hours during the day and then plan out your time that can create a sense of urgency for you. So like decide what are the most important business building activities right now, whether that's doing networking, doing, you know, getting your website set up, 
doing sales calls, what are the things that are going to lead to income in the shortest amount of time? And then plan that out in your schedule so that when you wake up in the morning or you, you reach that time that is, are your office hours, you're not confused and kind of unsure of what you should focus on first. You know exactly what you're supposed to do and you know you have a lot to get done. And so by really structuring your hours and deciding in advance how you're gonna spend those hours during the week, you can create that sense of pressure and urgency and real focus on what's most mo most important right now. That's a fantastic answer. Um, it was from Dawn Marie, the question. She's a portrait photographer. And I think that's, I if you can start doing that now, it's brilliant. I had to learn the hard way. I'm now a mom of a toddler and I'm now structuring my days and being very specific and very, um, very, uh, strict about my schedule yeah, so yeah exactly yeah, exactly now that I don't have the leeway to do that but um getting back thank you so much John for your question thank you everyone for showing up in the live stream and I'm sure that everyone that's on watching live can agree with me that you were an awesome guest thank you oh, so thank much you. Elizabeth I <laughs> absolutely fun. loved it and uh good luck salsa dancing with your boyfriend and um wishing you the very very best in everything with the schedule makeover and make sure everyone We'll have the links up tomorrow, but it's on Harvard Business Review, this article. She talked a little bit about it, um, but she's got actual thought processes that are harmful and what the helpful thought process is to exchange it with, and I thought it was awesome, so definitely check that out. But thank you again, Elizabeth. I really appreciate you being on the show. My, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for checking out ScheduleMakeover.com, and I hope you all can accomplish more with peace and confidence because and of our conversation today. Speaking of really fast, where can people find you on Twitter too? Um, Real Life E. So R E A L L I F E E. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you and have a good night, Elizabeth. All right. So you've been watching Young Female Entrepreneurs, the live stream. It happens every Thursday here at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. That was Elizabeth Saunders. I definitely check out her website at schedulemakeover.com. There's a newsletter, a quick video from her. She's on um, Mashable. She's been on Time. She's very well respected within her industry. And she's just a delightful person. It's always nice to meet entrepreneurs that are grounded and that come from a place of just wanting to make the world a better place. So um, again, thank you, Elizabeth. And thank you for everyone that came to the live stream. Um, make sure that you check out the YFE book club. Erin of Well in LA is hosting a Young Female Entrepreneurs Meetup in LA on May 17th in uh, Culver City. I think that's where it is, right? Yeah. So Culver City, and it's with Nyla Blades and Donna Keza. I think I said her last name right. So definitely check that out if you're in the LA area. Otherwise, I hope to see you at a YFB Twitter chat or at next week's live stream. It's going to be about interns. And as business owner, interns is always the question, should we invest time in it? Should we? Yeah. So it'll be a really fun one next Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Otherwise, thank you all again. Have a fantastic Friday.